Welcome to the Abundant Wellness with Andrea podcast from surviving to thriving in mind, body, and spirit. Hey there, I'm Andrea Jones, registered nurse, functional hormone coach, inner healing and deliverance pastor, and most importantly, wife and mother of two beautiful girls. This podcast is really a conversation about how to discover and walk in an abundant life that God has laid out for us while processing what I call the messy middle, pain and overcoming things in our life that are hard in order to nurture all of the parts of you so that you can walk in abundant wellness in all areas. In today's episode, we have the immense privilege of having Andrea Nelson, creator and founder of Catalyst Ministries. Um, Andrea is an incredible leader, an incredible friend, um, and she actually helps men and women all over to really step into their true identity, grow their giftings, and walk in their authority in Christ. Thank you so much for being here, Andrea. Happy that you're here. I am so excited to be here, Andrea. It's, I'm, I'm really looking forward to actually diving into this topic because so far, you know, on the podcast, we've talked a lot about forgiveness, a lot Mm -hmm. about dealing with pain, a lot about how, you know, having and developing healthy emotions. And I really just felt like one of the bigger, more challenging things to talk about is actually how to overcome pain that's been caused by our church experience or pain that's been caused by um, being in leadership and mm-hmm. kind of everything within that realm. And you are yeah. somebody who walked that journey out really well with a lot of integrity mm-hmm. and, and honor and uh, mm-hmm. being truthful to yourself too. Yeah. So I feel like this is going to be a really, um, really good dialogue. And I think it's going to give people a lot of just practical uh, strategic tools to know mm-hmm. how to walk that out. Because the reality is when you're in ministry with other people, they are humans. They They're are. not gods. They and so <laughs> we have to like be okay with taking kind of the idolatry out of it. Mm-hmm. Right. And 100%. recognizing where some of our pain comes in. So mm-hmm. why don't you just jump in and share okay. a little bit about your story and what that journey has been like for you? Yes. So I've been involved in ministry for probably close to 20 years now in some capacity, um, various levels of, um, you know, leadership responsibilities in that. Um, but I think that, you know, even specifically going to church pain and church hurts, um, when I was young, my father passed away suddenly in a farming accident. So I was a 13 year old girl whose father had passed away. And then I go into church ministry, so excited. And these amazing leaders come around me and say, I want to be your father. And I want, you know, I want to be a father in the spirit with you. I want to mentor you. I want to encourage you. I want to walk this journey with you. And it was so exciting. And it was one of the biggest joys in my life to have these people see me, first of all. And secondly, to come alongside and like be a cheerleader in a sense, you know. But I was also young. I was in my early to mid 20s. I was young and I was. I was still learning and growing in what I would say leadership muscles look like. Right. Right. And so, um, the Lord asked me to leave the church I was at, 
and, and go to a different, completely different community in Southern California. And I actually was promised in my perspective, right? I was promised some roles Mm -hmm. at the church that I was leaving and it never felt, never followed through. Mm -hmm. And it created immense pain for me. It created Mm -hmm. immense, like these people said they were my father and they were mentoring me and they said they loved me. And then they made these promises and they never followed through on it. And then when I said I was leaving, nobody fought for me. Mm. Everybody said, okay. In my, remember in my young perspective, right. I thought they just were like, peace out. See you later. And so I, I became very hurt. I became very angry. I was angry at God. I was angry at, at leadership. Um, let's just say it, what it is. I was angry at my dad because my dad had passed and I had this void and I hadn't gone through a ton of inner healing yet. I hadn't walked that journey. And, um, so fast forward, that pain started trickling into other leadership roles. I was Mm -hmm. a part of, um, Mm -hmm. I didn't know how to, in a healthy way, say, this is my need. And this is what I need from you as a ministry leader. Right. Um, and it created a lot of conflict in future leadership roles I had mm-hmm. to the point that um, I ended up getting married in that, in that time frame, And uh, my husband and I, we just decided to, to up and go to Colorado. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, it was an adventure. We were going on an adventure, but really what I was doing, I was running from pain. Mm. I was running from having to deal with the, the church hurt. And my, my phrase was, I never want to be in ministry again. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't ever really even want to go to church again because right. those people hurt me really bad. And I don't know how to find God in this. Right. And, I knew about Sozo ministry. I knew about these tools. I'd, I'd been involved in it. So I had the skills. I had the tools to process it, but I had that deep pain. And so my years in Colorado were filled with a lot of anger, Mm -hmm. a lot of hurt, a lot of mistrust. And I would call it, uh, um, probably along the lines of like a dark night of the soul. Like I was wrestling with God in Mm -hmm. this season. I was Lord, show me who you really are. Like show me who you are for me. And my, now my family started growing in that season as well. So show me who you are in this, help me to see you in a real, like in a true way, not in my pain filled perspective. Right. And the Lord started showing me in that time how I had made idols out of these people, these father figures in ministry, because I myself wasn't healed. I wasn't healthy to be able to then have a healthy interaction um, with these amazing uh, leaders, these amazing men who were leaders. And so I, in my lack of understanding, my lack of being healed, um, had basically put them into the role they weren't meant to fill. 
Right. And I had to, I had to repent with, to the Lord. Um, and this took time. This was not a one and done. This was, you know, like even my husband, I remember he was like, well, we need to go to church. And I go, I'm not going to church again, you know? And he would drag me and I would sit there fuming. I mean, I, I was that person and, um, you know, but I'm like, but we now have a little girl and she needs to be involved in church because I still also had immense value for the community and what it brought. And I loved Jesus. It wasn't that I had been like, I'm going a hundred, you know, 180 and I don't love Jesus anymore. It's that I don't know how to reconcile this pain. Yes, I don't, I don't know how to say that God is good that he loves me and he's for me and yet have this experience where it felt the opposite. Right. And I, um, so through a series of events, I actually found a, a YouTube video that just, you know, how you're just scrolling around yeah. and it just pops up and it was of a, an amazing, um, ministry minister and she was talking and it just, you know, how something just speaks to your spirit and it's like, right. Oh, okay. And it actually catalyzed a process in me for discovering the truth in what my role and my responsibility was in the pain, right. Right. And my lack of ability to communicate my needs, because I honestly, here's the thing. I didn't value myself enough to say Mm -hmm. I have needs right? and here's how I need them to be met. I didn't have that, that tool. Right. Um, I didn't know how to take leaders off the pedestal. Right. Because in my world, it's all about honor. Right. And for me, honor meant they are higher up and they are, they are these amazing people who are flawless. Well, right. that in itself is not right. Right. We're human. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I, we ended up moving from Colorado to Vancouver, Washington and getting involved in an amazing church. And the minute we walked in, I knew we were home. And, you know, my husband and I were like, we're home. This is our church. Like we're here and this is, this is home. So I I basically just stayed in the background. I didn't even want people to know that I'd been a part of different ministries and have any gifts whatsoever. Like it was like, nope, Yeah, (laughs) I'm staying in the background. Don't, don't see me. Don't notice me. Don't like, I just don't want any of that. Um, because I still was pretty hurt. Sure. But when you come into a place where, where the Lord is actively pursuing your healing, Mm -hmm. he sets you up and the Lord one day told me, he goes, Andrea, if you don't get your heart right. And if you don't learn how to forgive the leaders who knowingly or unknowingly hurt you, you will not be able to move forward in what I have planned for you. It will not be possible because it will cause destruction because hurt people hurt people. Right. And, and I realized like, okay, I need to, I need to take some ownership in this. Right. It wasn't just them, you know, saying stuff or doing stuff or not saying stuff and not following through on stuff. There was actually my role in it too, that I needed, Mm -hmm. that I didn't communicate or actively engage in. Right. I didn't have brave communication. 
I just let things happen and then assumed they could read my mind. Right. Right. Yep. And so I actually signed up for a Sozo at, um, at Bethesda, our church, and it changed everything. The Mm -hmm. Lord met me. I was able to forgive. I was able to see Jesus come and hold me in that space. And I also got courage to be able to articulate what my heart needed in those moments from a father figure that I didn't even know I needed. Like I didn't know I needed it. And so I really was able to have this encounter with the Lord that enabled me to, um, to see, to see him in a new light and to see these leaders as men of God, but not Mm -hmm. God himself. Right. And that changed everything. And after that Sozo, everything started catalyzing. I got plugged into ministry pretty like a week or two later. Um, without me doing it, it just happened. Right. Right. And then the rest, and then it's just kind of trickled down to where now, um, I can really help people walk this out and I can help people see, wait a minute, like that's a pain. That's not God. That's, that's a wound. Have you had the brave confrontation? Have you had that brave Mm -hmm. communication? Have you asked them? Because there's always two sides to every story always. And then there's also the truth, right? Right. And so it's like, okay, Lord, there's always two sides to every story. How do you, how do you honor someone and believe in them and cheer them on as a leader and also being able to honor myself and go, oh, that kind of hurt. Like that interaction didn't feel good. Right. And being able to voice that and not feel like you were going to get slammed to the ground, beat up, kicked out the door and all the things. No, that's you. You hit on something there that I just want to touch on for a second, Mm -hmm. which is having a church culture that allows you to have the space to say that didn't feel good. Now let's have a conversation about what the intent was, you know, maybe clarify some things mm-hmm. like, you know, and I, I'm so thankful that we've, our, our church has fought mm-hmm. really hard for that yeah. healthy, um, healthy, brave communication where we can have that discussion. Mm-hmm. And so tell me a little bit how, um, because I think your healing process wasn't just in you being validated by mm-hmm. the father, right. Mm-hmm. But in you taking the opportunities to heal that were now kind of forced upon you because you're in a leadership position Mm -hmm. that you weren't totally sure you asked for. And, and now you're overseeing other people, but as we're put into these positions, we're kind of forced to heal more. So can you talk a little bit about what that was like for you? Like just walking out, you know, you got the deliverance piece, right. But now the inner healing piece is the walking. (laughs) So Um, so you want to share a little bit about what that was like? Uh, It was bumpy (laughs) (laughs) because I was still learning. Um, I was learning my identity as a daughter Mm -hmm. without needing to have the affirmation from a person. 
I needed it from God. Mm -hmm. And so it was this tension of, um, I I need to go to Jesus for this affirmation, for this healing for, and I'm a big words of affirmation person. Mm -hmm. So, so then I would find, okay, I'm in this role. How do I not be like needy almost? That was one of my biggest fears is that Mm -hmm. I'm going to be this needy person Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to be able to show up for other people who are now in the ministry with me and who I'm, who I'm pastoring and overseeing. And, um, I, I will say that there were lots of bumps and bruises that I actually found the most healing in community. Yeah. When I started to allow myself to let other people into that space that I'd so fiercely cut off and protected because it was too painful. Yeah. When I let and invited other leaders to say, Hey, like, can you speak into this place Mm -hmm. of like, I need, I need wisdom in this, or I'm feeling a lot of anger and I need to process this. And I don't necessarily know why I'm feeling angry, but I need to process this in a healthy space. Right. And, and to give room for the soul care that is also needed and to give room for overcoming, um, overcoming the emotions that are attached to the pain. Right. And it's not like you say it doesn't exist because it totally happened. It totally exists, but to go, Lord, I want an unoffendable heart first because offense is going to be the biggest, uh, tactic of the enemy to come in oh you weren't picked for that position Mm -hmm. someone else was oh um why didn't she put you on her core team you could have you you're great you should have been on the core team but you weren't picked for the core team why well I'm now going to take offense instead of there being a conversation coming and saying why you know like having that communication yeah and so I think that that we um we are so quick to jump to conclusions mm-hmm. and being on this side of things now to where now I am running a ministry. I do have a lot of people I'm pastoring and mentoring. Um, gosh, it's a hard job. Like, right. yep. <laughs> oh my goodness. I had no people's hearts are it's it's a, there's a lot to there's just work through, help them to work. Is. And, and to create a safe space that there's no shame in it. We all have pain. We all have hurt. We've all been hurt by the church in some way and some very traumatically hurt by the church. But to say, you know what, it's, it's not an excuse to stay angry and it's not an excuse to stay um, bound by this. I tell my girls all the time, I go, it's okay to be angry and it's okay to be upset. It's not okay to be mean. And it's not okay to hold the other person to that emotion. Like that's your emotion. You get to own that, but you can't bind someone else with that emotion. You can't lash out at them. Right. And of course, those are my children, but it crosses over. Yeah. Same principle. And, you know, 
if they're hurt and angry, they need to have a conversation about it. And right. I think so often, and what I wish I had done all those years ago was been brave enough to say that hurt. Yep. I need to be bold and brave and to ask for clarification and what yep. they mean or what they meant, or to even, even go so far as to say, this is my need. Like yeah. I need to have accountability. I need to have, um, you know, you know, or, or even here's the other thing. They don't know my story or my history, right? They don't know my experience. Yep. I think out of the, out of the ministry I was involved in, maybe one or two of them even knew my dad had passed away. Right. They didn't know. And so he, when they say, I want to be that father figure in your life, um, to love you and encourage you and support you in my head, I'm that 13 year old girl yep. who finally has that, that loving support that I hadn't had. Right. And it's not their fault. They didn't know that I was going right. to, like, they just didn't know my history. Right. And so, yeah. so it's this, um, recognizing that they're not malicious, right? Most of the time there is not a malicious intent right. or, a or, a I want to just destroy you kind of an intent, right? Most of the time, the, the promises or the, the stuff that's said or not said, or the actions that are done or not done either come from their own hurt and pain, right. and they haven't processed it in a healthy way, exactly. or even yep. a dreaming with like, they're dreaming and excited for the future. And they just kind of throw something out there, not realizing it's going to land incorrectly. Right. right. Yeah. So I think a lot of this comes down to like recognizing, okay, I can be a powerful person. Mm -hmm. And I can be powerful in the sense of I'm going to have the communication. I'm going to own my oopses. I'm going to right. pursue healing for my own heart because that's where it has to start first. And then I'm going to actively forgive. And I think forgiving, it doesn't, it doesn't remove the fact it happened. It actually removes the pain and the, and it cuts off that, that, um, that pain essentially doesn't give it permission right. to, to hang out anymore. So no, I don't know. That's really good. Yeah. That's really good. And I think the biggest thing I, and I've heard you say this a lot, so I mm -hmm. feel like I can say this confidently knowing that mm -hmm. we're on the same page about this, that the number one tactic of the enemy after offense is to isolate, right? Yep. So 100%. you in pain and and so now what he's going to do is he's going to isolate you, pull you mm -hmm. from community or yep. get you so offended that you'll leave. Yep. Right. And then, but the, the reality is that wounds that happen in relationship heal and they have to heal yes. in, relationship. in relationship. There's only so much work that Jesus mm -hmm. and I can do like him and I together yep. before I eventually have to work it out here, like across yep. the table. And, yep. and so I think that is the, the, 
the second step, right. Of mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm willing to acknowledge my pain and my hurt. There's some real issues here. Now I have to take whatever that next step is, which is to reconcile. Right. Yep. And that might be relationally like across the table, mm-hmm. meaning that if you, you know, were wounded in a prophetic community, you're now going to get plugged in to yep. a healthy prophetic community and allow the leader to work stuff out with you. Mm-hmm. And that's really freaking scary, man. Like it's really scary. It's yeah. hard work. And I like, I'm so thankful that, you know, the relationships we have with our leadership mm-hmm. team are healthy, that we can, yeah. like, we all prioritize that same thing. Meaning if I go into a conversation and I have something that I need to hash out or even just process my own heart, mm-hmm. that we are all holding ourselves to that higher standard of yes, yeah. We're going to allow you to process your heart, but we're not going to give room. Like we're going to look for the fruit of this. If the fruit of this is offense and broken relationships, then there's still something that needs to be ironed out here. And so that's one of the reasons why I feel like your story is so powerful because what the enemy meant for evil, you know, Mm -hmm. God is using for good, meaning that Mm -hmm. you are now helping um, specifically the prophetic community to come yep. out of their cave and to come out of that place mm-hmm. of isolation yep. and pain and get connected to the Holy spirit where some mm-hmm. of that healing can start. And mm-hmm. then, you know, and then you're getting down them there with them and pulling out the weeds and yep. helping them to process their pain because, yep. um, whether we like it or not, whether even whether we think we've forgiven or not, like we will bring those experiences into our ministry relationships, Mm -hmm. which is why I'm always like, okay, Holy spirit, take my temperature. Like where are things at? Am I, am I good here? Like, are we good here? Or is there something else that needs to be, to be addressed? Mm -hmm. And I feel like, you know, yes, it will show up because it will show up as discomfort (laughs) or (laughs) anger or like, Mm -hmm you know, and then it's just a matter of figuring out what do, how do I process this with you, Lord? So, um, so what would be, um, what would you, how would you help somebody to identify their pain? Because I think especially, you know, if we're Mm -hmm. talking about kind of your realm of ministry, Mm -hmm. which is like prophetic intercession, deliverance stuff, um, we are so quick to over-spiritualize something, right? Yep. We can just mm-hmm. say, oh, I'm just being harassed by demons or, oh, I'm just, you know, <laughs> going through dark night of the soul. Yeah. And I'm saying things I have said, so I am not making yeah. fun of anybody I've but said it too. here. I've said it too. <laughs> um, but we can be very quick to like, make it very surfacey to keep our walls up, yeah. right? Instead of mm-hmm. like, no, I actually legitimately, I'm hurt. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not okay, you know? And so how would you help somebody identify their pain. Like if you're, let's just say you're in the role that you're in now and you're talking with somebody, what are some clues that would help them and the listeners kind of be able to identify that maybe there's some stuff that needs to be worked out? Mm -hmm. Great question. I think the number one thing is, do you have relationships around you that you can, and this is one of the questions I ask, who do you process with? Mm-hmm. Who, who are your people that you can go to, to communicate your pain with, because pain needs an outlet. And if it's, if you aren't able to, um, process it in a healthy, safe place, it's actually going to fester. And that's yep. where that, 
that offense and stuff, it gets gross and, and it isolates you and it keeps you up. And that's where even your gift gets distorted and twisted in that space, because suddenly it's this, everybody's out to get me, or you're cutting off communication from people and you're cutting off communication from the Lord, or you're only wanting to hear one, uh, one stream of what he's saying and not bring in the accountability side as well. Right. So I always, I always am asking people, okay, so why are you feeling like what, what's the root of why you're feeling pain? Like, let's dive into that together. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I was angry when, you know, even, I mean, this has happened to me. I was angry when you said that it's not okay to, um, we have core values in our prophetic community. And one of the core values is it's as a prophetic person, um, you need to honor other people's time as well. Mm -hmm. And being late and being loud and being um, uh, very uh, boisterous, I think is a good way to say it, that that's okay. But that being prophetic doesn't give you the permission to, right. to be rude or to come late. Like you can't blame it on being prophetic. That's a character issue. Yeah. And so, um, so I think that when I was confronting one of these things, this person was really offended and angry right. that I had said, it's not okay that you're late. Like you gotta work this out. This has to get figured out. Right. Like what's the root issue here and where's the pain coming from? And was it, you know, a leader was so like, you, what, what happened in this? And so diving into what that looks like, you can usually like people who sit by themselves or isolate, they hold their heads down, mm-hmm. um, tends to tell me that there's some pain there and all of us right. have pain. So, yeah. you know, I think another, another question I ask is, um, I ask people to take a temperature like, mm-hmm. where do you feel your heart's at right now? Yeah. Do you feel, um, you know, do I feel safe or do I not feel safe? Do I feel, mm-hmm. um, uh, even what's my relationship with the Lord? Like, because that's also mm-hmm. a tell all sign, you know, right. Who do I have? Who have I invited into my life to speak into my life? Right. Most people who have leadership pain have zero uh, they have cut themselves off and isolated themselves and refused to allow people to speak into them. Right. Um, yep. And even refuse to like acknowledge the fact that right. they have pain. Right. And so um, it's, yeah, I don't know. Did I answer that? No, you did. And okay. I think you gave some really good strategies for like how, you know, if a leader is listening to this and they're like, how would I identify if somebody mm-hmm. in my group or my, my small group or whatever is in pain, those are some really good, really good cues, yeah. but even to recognize it in yourself. And for me, that would look like, um, showing up, but staying in the back or making sure that I leave before connect time yep. so that I don't have to, uh, confront the fact that I, one, I don't want to be seen, but two, (laughs) um, Mm -hmm. I don't want to make connections here because I don't know if it's safe and, um, and really not pursuing, Mm -hmm. you know, relationships that God has put in your life to heal Mm -hmm. you. And, and so I think, 
it's huge and we can't do it. We cannot do it alone and we cannot do it without discomfort. There will be discomfort. There will be hundred percent. And there's no way to grow. Like you just can't, you can't do it without some of that. And so you gave some really good keys. So forgiveness is one dealing with the offense, right? Which is that second part of dealing with offense, which is really acknowledging the pain and giving a voice to gosh, that really hurt me because right. Mm -hmm. Um, because God's never going to invalidate our emotional experience for the sake of us being spiritual, good. (laughs) No, like, yeah, he's not going to do that. He doesn't do that. No, exactly. And, and then, you know, so allowing it to be messy. And Mm -hmm. I think for us as leaders, like, I know we have a high value for allowing it to be messy. We're not afraid of no people on our teams having mm-hmm. some messes to clean up or you know what this this conversation feels messy to me but i'm okay with that you know mm-hmm. because i'm more interested in the fruit in your life yeah than i am about this looking like it's on the books you know what i mean like or mm-hmm. looking like um picture perfect like that's yeah. not you know, think about Jesus with his disciples where he was constantly saying like, can't you just sit with me and pray for an hour? Like there was some correction, there was some frustration, there was some rebukes in there. Like, you know, and and it's okay. It's okay for that to be Mm -hmm. messy. And so just as we're kind of wrapping up this Mm -hmm. session today, what would you say to somebody who's maybe where you were, where Mm -hmm. you, you know, had all of these, you know, hopes and dreams for your life that got massively derailed and yes, God made good things out of it, but you're kind of in that messy middle part where nothing makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, what word of encouragement would you, you know, or advice, I guess, would you give to somebody, you know, who is either in that place or they've now connected with a community, but they're starting to get triggered a little bit. What would you encourage them with there? Yeah. Lean into the pain because, and don't avoid the pain because you've got to go through it. You've got to process it. Um, The only way to heal is to feel, and you've got to go through those emotions and you've got to release it. There, there should always be a release to it. And I will say, I, I want to touch on what you shared about when we're hurt in community, we also will have our healing come through community. Yep. And I cannot emphasize enough how accurate that is. Um, even in my own life, like m- some of my greatest healing came from leaders who actually like didn't even know what was happening. Right. Mm -hmm. But what they shared, what they spoke, how they affirmed the word that they shared, even the way that they're like, we see that you're in pain right now. How can we support you? Blew my mind because I'd never had that before. Right. And it catalyzed healing within. So, so when, you know, like when you're going through this, because everybody's going to go through it at some point, it's impossible not to, um, it's leaning into the pain and leaning into community, finding people who you can process with. And it might take some time to build those relationships. Right. And to give yourself permission to not have to have it all figured out immediately that like, okay, Lord, I'm going to be okay right now, pursuing relationships, building some healthy community. And I know this pain is here, but I also trust that you're going to take care of it, Lord, when the time is right 
And when I'm in a safe enough space that my walls can start to come down and I will get the healthy input and uh, I'll be able to release in a healthy way. There are things now that I can process that I couldn't have processed even three years ago, right? Two years ago. Right. And so it, it's trusting the Lord in the journey and knowing that, that he's with you every step and that, um, part of one of the biggest things, especially for prophetic people is learning how to trust leaders again, Mm-hmm. especially when you have a very bad negative experience. Right. And what does that look like? How do I, how do I lower those defenses, come out of isolation right. and, and realize I don't have to be a lone wolf anymore. I actually can step into a healthy community and I'm going to say it takes time and yep. you have to be okay with that. You have to be okay with the right. process. You have to be okay with the journey. Um, it takes, um, you know, pursuing your own healing actively, signing up for Sozo's, pursuing deliverance ministry. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I found people who I resonated with online, right. uh, different ministries. And I just sat and I just ate up their podcasts and um, scripture. Oh, that's huge. Like, we yep. have to lean on scripture. We have to go back to what the word of God says um, and to begin to let people in. Right. And because like you said, if you're hurt in, in prophetic ministry, your healing is going to come through prophetic ministry. And I will say that is what I am seeing happen. I am yep. seeing people exactly. who have had immense wounds and pain prophetically as we go after these things and we release it and we forgive and we build a healthy prophetic community, we are not perfect. I'm not saying right. perfect prophetic community. I'm saying healthy to where I even, I'm like, bring on the feedback. If I caused yeah. pain in an interaction or I didn't follow yeah. through on something, I need to know so I can grow. And right. you better believe I'm going to do the same. Like, I'm going right. to say, hey, that didn't feel good. Can we talk right. about this? And yeah. being okay, honoring your process, because yeah. so often we, we invalidate ourselves right? and we say, oh, we're not worthy of, of healthy community, or we're not worthy of processing this in a safe space. And that's not God's heart. God's heart is for us to be able to express our pain and our hurt yeah. and communicate and the biggest red flags I see are when people just stop when they just decide, Oh, I'm just going to cut everybody off and I'm going to go and do my own thing. But the pain and the anger is still there. And it's like, Nope. Like I want the people who are hurting and broken and to help them walk through and bring healing and, you know, help them change, help them grow in a healthy space knowing it's not perfect, (laughs) knowing that I have permission that if I accidentally make a mistake, I know you're going to come and tell me and we're going to process it together. And, um, in a way that, oh, I can learn and grow from this. Thank you. Thank you for helping me learn and grow. Exactly. And to me as a leader leading a team, 
I feel safe knowing that mm-hmm. I've created that atmosphere with my yes. team, that they can give me yeah. feedback, that they can say, yeah. I don't understand something. You're going to have to like break this down for me because I need to have a better picture of like why this decision was made. Or to me, that makes me feel really safe, you know? Yes. And, um, and it's, it's essential. Like God didn't create a boundaryless church. He didn't. No. And so I think that's where he's kind of nudging the body back into yep. is really healthy, really, really, really healthy prophetic community, really healthy church body functioning in yep. all of her functions. And mm-hmm. I know that's where, you know, our bread and butter is like, we could live there yeah. all day long. Like, yeah. let's just feel like get down there in the trenches with people. And so I'm so excited that you are working with people, not just in the ministry setting, but one-on-one. So we're going to be sharing some ways that you can connect with Andrea um, and get on board with some of her coaching services. But thank you so much for being here today, Andrea. This was so good. It was so good. And I know there are people out here that this is just going to be like butter to their soul. Like it's Mm -hmm. just going to get into the those places that need healing and, um, you know, even places that people don't have language for. I think that you did a really good job of just, just giving some language for the pain Mm -hmm. and, um, but also like creating that bridge. So I'm really excited for people to just receive that from you today. So thank you for sharing your time, uh, your precious time. (laughs) And I would love you to come on again because it's really good. Thank you. This was such an honor and a joy. Oh, absolutely. If you resonated with anything that Andrea shared today, um, are in need of life coaching or prophetic coaching, um, then make sure to reach out to her at Andrea at Catalyst underscore Ministries dot com.